Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. How often do you get a personalized handwritten letter in the mail? When you do, how does it make you feel? I bet you remember it and may even look at the message longer than a quick text or email that's buried in your inbox. This episode is about leaving a lasting impression, nurturing relationships, and being memorable, which is what doing CX right is all about. My guest today, David Wax, is a serial entrepreneur. His latest venture, Handwritten, is bringing back the lost art of letter writing through scalable, robot-based solutions that write your notes in pen. He's changing the way people interact and connect while also driving more appreciation and gratitude on a massive scale. While I'm typically brand agnostic on my show, David's business model appeals to me because it's about humanizing business in a simple and effective way. I believe you'll agree with me and gain valuable tips from this episode to create more memorable experiences for your customers, work teams, business partners, and others in your life. I have one request. Please share this episode with others. Subscribe to Doing CX Right on your favorite podcast channel and leave me a review. It would mean so much. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, David Wax. Welcome to the Doing CX Right show. Thanks for having me on your show, Stacey. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I am grateful that you are here too. And I'd like to start off with telling my audience, who are you? What do you do professionally? So um, my name is David Wax. I'm the CEO of a company called Handwritten. Uh, it's spelled a little funny with a Y instead of an I. But we help companies and individuals send out handwritten notes at scale. So we automate the process of sending handwritten notes. And each of these notes is written in ballpoint pen, and I can get into how it's done. But on a good day, we'll send ten to 15,000 of these. On the average day, around 5,000 handwritten notes. Wow. I love that you're saying handwritten. I mean, that's, that's old school, and yet you found a way to bring it back. Yeah. Um, so basically, what happened was in my prior life, I ran a text messaging company that I started before the iPhone came out and grew that through the iPhone and, and beyond. And then I sold that company in 20, uh, 2012 and had to keep with it until 2014. And in that time, I was thinking, gee, what, what do I do now? And I realized that in that period between 2004 and 2014, that 10-year period, I had become part of the problem because now everybody was overwhelmed with too many text messages, too many emails, too many tweets, too many Slack. Well, Slack wasn't really around, but you get the idea. All of these electronic forms of communication, the average office worker you know, gets like 130 emails. They spend 24% of their time just managing their email inbox. And I thought, gee, you know, I just enabled that. And what can I do now to cut through the noise? Text messaging used to cut through the noise, but now it's part of the noise, right? So what can we do to kind of cut through it? 
And I was sitting down and I was trying to write my employees and my customers handwritten notes, thanking them for working with me while I ran that other company. And I realized, gee, there has to be a better way because my hand cramps or I run out of stamps or I don't have um, stationary, whatever it is, or I'm just plain lazy and, and I have a short attention span, I wasn't able to get these handwritten notes out. So that's where handwritten came, came from. And what we do is we design, build, program robots. These robots hold real pens. It's a pilot G2 ballpoint pen. You can pick them up at Staples. And they, those robots then write out the handwritten notes for you. They write out the envelope. We can include inserts. So if you have a Starbucks card, we can do it. Starbucks cards or Amazon gift cards, whatever, your business card. We insert that, put a real stamp on it, not metered mail, and then mail it for you. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Why? Why have you made <laughs> this your, your passion, your, your business? Well, A, because I want a service like this. I wanted to send handwritten notes, but I was too lazy and too short attention span, too, you know, uh, was whatever. I, I didn't have the attention span to do it. Um, so I wanted something like this. And I figured if I wanted something like it, other people do. And, uh, you know, back when I started, I started researching stats on open rates of uh, hand-addressed letters versus printed letters versus anything else. And um, what I found is hand-addressed letters have a 300% greater open rate than printed envelopes. So forget about reading it, just getting it open. Step one, you're three times greater open rate than if you printed that envelope. Then when you actually look at response rates to the uh, underlying offer or just a thank you note, whatever it is, those, open, those response rates are greater too. Now, it's hard to measure uh, because it's not a closed loop like clicking an email unless you include some gimmicky thing, which I actually don't recommend in the, um, the handwritten note, like a QR code or a Perl, you know, personalized URL, whatever. I, I don't re recommend any of that because it just takes away from the note itself. Um, but we're hearing from our clients time and time again that the open rates, the response rates, and if you do include coupons, the coupon redemption rates are, are much higher than um, printed and email. And email. Mm. Um, so that's kind of why I do it. Um, now, luckily, and, and I'm, I'm speaking with you at a good time, we just posted on our website um, the 2022 Consumer Outreach Survey Results. And what we did was we went out and we surveyed 2001. Why 2001, not 2000? I don't know. That's just how it ended up. But we, we surveyed 2001 consumers, not handwritten customers, just consumers in general, blindly. And we asked them how they like to interact with brands. And the results of the survey shows that, uh, you know, we ask a lot of questions, but... Um, what do you find the most surprising? What do you find the most personal, et cetera, et cetera? The most surprising form of communication is handwritten notes. They don't expect that from brands because very few people receive handwritten notes from anybody nowadays, let alone a brand. And then the most personal is not handwritten notes. It's, it's receiving a phone call. Um, however, we also have other data, other questions on the survey say, uh, what can be the most annoying form of communication? 
and and phone calls can be the most annoying by far. Handwritten notes are not annoying. So if you're looking to kind of strike that balance of A, um, personal but not annoying, B, surprising, and then C, scalable, handwritten notes are kind of the perfect way to go about it. And I, I seriously recommend everybody download that summary report on our website because there's some really good stats in there about how customers feel appreciated or don't feel appreciated and what you can do about making them feel appreciated if they aren't. And then we ask them some questions like, if, you're, if you feel appreciated, how does that impact your sales and your purchases and your loyalty, et cetera, et cetera. That's all in that report. So I, um, I urge people to read that. And quite frankly, I don't have the whole report memorized, but um, the stats I do, I just kind of rattled off here. But that's kind of why I do it. What happened was, and the reason I wanted to send handwritten notes to all my customers and clients back in 2014 was because when I went into my employees, or uh, my employees' offices in my office, I noticed that if they had received a handwritten note, it was often on display behind their desk or on their desk. It wasn't just read and thrown away. It was open, so it had the 300% greater open rate, and it was kept. You know, I ask you, when was the last time you printed out a screenshot of a text message and kept it? Or printed out an email and then stuck it to your wall? That doesn't happen. But a handwritten note is treasured and, and kept as really kind of a gift in and of itself. And we can talk about why. But it really has a unique place as far as it, it's valued. A perfect example is a piano tuner that um, is a client of ours based in Pennsylvania. And they use our service. They automate sending out handwritten notes after tuning your piano. And you only have to tune a piano once a year, which I didn't know. But so they're in your house once a year tuning your piano. And then after they tune it, automatically handwritten note goes out thinking. A year later, when they're back in that house, that handwritten note is often still standing up on the piano. So not only is it opened, not only is it read, not only is it put on display, but it's put on display in what I call the fancy room on the prized possession of the client. It's put on, you know, the, the piano is often in like the dining room or whatever, and it's in that room standing on one of the most expensive items in that house, the piano. So it really is unique in the long range lasting impact if it's used appropriately. So all of this is really about nurturing relationships proactively. And it seems so obvious, but yet people find it hard to do. Not, not just the mere act of writing a note, but really intentionally nurturing relationships. What's your perspective on the why, which is clearly the need for, for what you do, but why is it so hard? I think there's two reasons. Number one, we are now in a society of entitlement. Um, I think people, and I will say it's a little generational, you know, the younger ages, they, they feel, of course you're buying for me. Of course, why wouldn't you buy for me? You're welcome for buying for me versus thank you for buying for me. Um, because in this world, I have bad news for your listeners. You are not a unicorn. You are not a snowflake. There is always guaranteed a replacement 
or substitute alternate product for what you offer. There's certainly a replacement substitute alternate for handwritten, whether that's sitting down and writing your own notes, hiring somebody to do it, um, finding another service provider like us, which they've sprung up. So there's, or, you know, uh, and if it's not a service, if it's a product, you can always find another product or you could go on Alibaba and have one made to your specifications. So uh, there's always another, another um, solution out there. And thanks to the internet, it's 100% transparent and easy to find. Them. So people need to be thankful and grateful that you chose, that they chose you. Mm-hmm. Or you need to be grateful that, yeah, your, your customer chose you. I don't think a lot of people are these days. I think there's this entitlement society where people just assume and take it for granted that after your whole exhaustive search, of course, you chose handwritten or, or whatever else when, when they, they don't necessarily have to. I think that's one problem. I think the other problem, especially when you're dealing with non-online brands, so whether you're walking into a brick-and-mortar department store or a real estate office, whatever it is, um, the automation, people are so busy these days and are so distracted by their cell phone going off every two seconds and everything else, they just never get around to it. They want to get around to it or they're mandated to get around to it. I can give a story there by their manager, but they still don't get around to it. Um, So I think online brands can actually be more personal than offline because they're... um, the the systems are out there, whether it's sending an automated email or sending an automated handwritten note or a text or whatever, those systems are there to make that process easier. And it's a little harder when you're dealing in an offline actual world, which is ironic that an online brand could be more personal than an in-store relationship. That is very ironic. Absolutely. Technology which is very much part of your business. And I want to talk about robots in a moment because that's very, very new to our world. Technology is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because we can be more efficient and automate and scale at the same time. It makes it harder to humanize business if companies rely too much on automation. So what is your perspective on technology and yet keep that personal human side? What's your view? Well, a couple things. Um, I think the root of your what you're thinking about is probably it's all phony baloney. And my response to that is it's still better than doing nothing. Uh, most people won't realize it's phony you know, people get the Christmas card from the president, whether, you know, you're on one side of the aisle or the other. At some point, you might have received a Christmas card from the president or a happy holidays card from the president. Do you really think the president wrote you that Christmas card? You know, so, but it doesn't matter. And it's still put on the refrigerator or it's framed for, you know, (laughs) uh, for all posterity. It doesn't matter. If the CEO of a company writes you a note, probably not written by the CEO, it's probably written by his secretary. But what it did take was it took the CEO, hopefully, it took the CEO a second to say, you know what, write that customer, uh, write that client 
a note, thanking him for their business, whatever. And that's what this is, is I like to phrase our business as, well, Hallmark is when it's good enough to send the very best. Handwritten is when it's almost good enough to send the very best. It's not as good, you know, I'm joking, but it's not as good as an actual handwritten note, but it allows you to get your message and your thoughts, uh, your, your feeling of gratitude out there at a scale that is no otherwise is is not possible otherwise. And, you know, whether you're doing it this way or you're having an army of interns do it, neither is at um, the very best. Neither is having you sit down and do it. But if you sit down and do it, you can't impact nearly as many people as you would this way. So I don't know if I'm dancing around, but that's kind of what I was thinking your question was. But you're right. Technology is putting everything under a different lens. Because now when you receive an email from somebody, even if it's not a MailChimp email, it just looks like it came out of Outlook and it has your name, you know, and um, dear Stacy, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. You know, I could totally automate that whole email and you discount that email. You might not even read that email, even if I wrote the whole thing. So technology is putting everything under a different lens and... I think people just need to do more and more to include in those notes personalization so people hope that at least a thought went into that automation and try different channels to really stand out because maybe they don't respond to emails, but they respond to text. Maybe they don't respond to text, but they respond to handwritten notes. Or maybe they don't respond to any of that. But if you sit down and send them a video mail through Bonjoro or one of these other platforms, maybe they'll respond to that. So I don't think any one technology is going to win it. I think you have to apply multiple forms of communication outreach to kind of build the trust of the customer. Mm. Well, two things come to my mind. One is, like you said, it's the personalization of the message first and foremost. The thing about handwriting is perception Take the same message and put it in an email versus I open the letter and feel it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think there's something nostalgic of, of the letter. And, and Absolutely. We consider that, it an unboxing. We consider yeah. the whole process of receiving a handwritten note. And we do include, you can include a gift card to Starbucks, but that's not the gift. The gift is the handwritten note. And there's the unboxing there. And that's why which is opening an envelope. That's why we don't do postcards. You know, people people want to have us do their postcards because I think, you know, they're more cost-effective and everything else, but it's not the same experience. Flipping over a postcard, which when you receive it is all beat up and dirty from going through the mail sorting machines versus receiving a note from Stacy and saying, gee, what is that? And having that two seconds of wonder before you open it up and find out there's value there. And that's the difference. It, it, um, that, that we're, it, I'm completely on board with you. Additionally, we make sure every note is on a nice, thick, toothy cardstock for the tactile. You know, with everything going digital, your photo album's digital, your record collection's digital, everything is now digital. You need something to appeal to one of your senses, which is touch. So that's um, that's a big part of it, absolutely. Mm. So in terms of 
selling. I do believe traditional selling is kind of dead. (laughs) Relationships are in. So how do you, for people who are in business and selling and the front line here listening and, and growth, what are some of the use cases that you have found with the handwriting as as the vehicle to sell? What's some best practices? Well, number one, I'd say um, don't sell. <laughs> not, not always, at least. I'd say sending a what I call a full stop thank you is a great way to make a great uh, first impression or a second impression post-sale. Um, so people say, you know, what's the ROI of a thank you note? You know, using your service to send out thank you, what's the ROI? And I think they're asking the wrong question entirely. And if they're asking that question, they're missing the point. Again, getting back to, you know, not being a small snowflake, you should really thank your customers. And I think they'll appreciate that Targeting that ROI or tracking that, measuring the ROI of a thank you note versus no thank you note, it's hard to do. I mean, you could A-B test it and send one group of thank you note and track them for a year and one set, you know, not and track them for a year and see which one's better. But um, overall, I think this notion of, you know, how to sell through the handwritten note might not always be the rest of you, the right use for the technology. That said, um, so so what we recommend for most clients is two to three to four touch points a year. Mm. So for instance, for automotive dealers, when you sell a car, you send a full stop thank you. Then you follow up with a birthday note, a Christmas card or holiday card rather. So holiday is, is just an extra touch point, which is super easy. If you have birthday information, you know, send the, a birthday note right there too. And then the fourth one is kind of the wild card, and that would be an offer and sending an offer in that fourth note. So that could be, for, for car dealers, that could be um, trade-in, trade-up, for oil change, time to get your tires rotated, whatever you, whatever you want to include there. That could kind of be um, the fourth mm. uh, note in a series. Four notes is a lot a year. Um, I would say, you know, no, no less than one, no more than four. It's, you know, you have to choose how you want to use it each technology, each channel. But yeah, I'd say with a birthday card, you could include a coupon. I don't know if I'd always include that written in the, the, the birthday card itself. I'd probably include it as a print piece on the birthday card or inside the birthday card as a custom insert. But if you write out, you know, hey, thanks so much, you know, happy birthday, Stacy. please visit our website. Here's use code XYZ123. People are going to be like, well, that's weird. So I would yeah. rather, you know, the user, the, the, our client include a, um, an insert with that and leave the birthday message itself very sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, in coupons, we do have a lot of experience with those around the holidays. We see redemption rates of coupon codes as high as 18%. Hmm. We see response rates to come into our car dealership, I believe 27%. It was something like seven times greater than if they were sending the same printed letter. So the response hmm. rates from these types of things can be pretty substantial. So I would say, you know, don't focus on selling through the channel. I'd say focus on gratitude, 
focus on a su- sincere happy holidays and a happy birthday. And then if you want to throw an additional request for referral or offer in a fourth note a year, that would be, that would be fine. But, you know, build their trust over time. Yeah, I think what you're saying is really just being memorable. And by being memorable, then, and being top of mind when it comes to buying again or to refer, it's those small wow moments that add up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't buy advertising space on the top of somebody's piano if you're a piano tuner. You know what I mean? So, by being memorable and having them proactively put you as a billboard on top of their piano, I mean, that's priceless. Um, And the way you get there is by being sincere and genuine and thankful and gracious, not by trying to sell them 10% off their next piano tuning. Right. Right. I love that. I also imagine that this is uh, really valuable around employee experience, employee engagement, and and especially our like customer service representatives who have a job that they're really the front line. They are the brunt of a lot of calls that are problems. So would you say that this is also a used for gratitude of your staff and there's impacts? Yes. Um, there's fewer, I would say fewer use cases that I that come to mind for me. Um, that said, I'm a little detached from the day-to-day notes going through our platform. But um, for one, we during COVID, we had a nutraceutical brand. So vitamins and, and that type of thing. Uh, a very large one. I think the largest in the United States. They were putting out gift boxes to their employees during COVID because they shut down their facilities and they wanted to tell other employees how, how loved they were and that type of thing. And so we included a, or they included a handwritten note from the CEO of the company in each of these five or 800 gift boxes. So that was one way they did it. We certainly do birthday appreciation where we actually, as opposed to just writing out in, in the handwriting style of their choice, happy birthday, we replicated the signatures of 10 senior officers at the company. We, we scatter those over the card. So we print the card and then we scatter the signatures over it so it looks super, super authentic. And then we just send those out on demand. I mean, we have um, automation set up where people can automate that so they go out 10 days before the birthday, that type of thing. Hmm. So the whole thing we're talking about here is proactively showing gratitude to human beings. Yes. Internal, external, and the power of doing that in in traditional ways, but yet you've automated it so that it can be at scale. But you're getting you're going back to basics. Absolutely. I think I think you know, when everybody pivots right, nobody stands out. So if everybody's pivoting right, you pivot left. Now you're standing out. Now people see you. And, you know, the, the most underutilized inbox is the one at the end of your driveway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, take advantage of that. The average person only receives one to three handwritten pieces of mail a month. So it really does stand out from that perspective. And it is back to basics and it's, 
you know, when I was sending text messages, they work. I mean, we, I was in Virginia and I walked into a smoothie shop um, that was part of a large chain that was a client of mine. And I, I just asked the person behind the counter, I said, oh, are you part of this text messaging program that's being offered corporately? And they said, yes. I said, well, how's it going? And she goes, terrible. Every time we send out one of these alerts, there's a line out the door for smoothies. I'm like, terrible, that sounds great. But so anyway, there, everything seems to work. But, you know, you don't want to just become part of the noise. That, that ended up being part of the noise. Emails are now very hard to break through. You know, what can you do that's different and unique and that sends an interesting message? I, I think the thing, you know, if I had to say what's the other solution similar to ours is this video mail concept. And I'm kind of big on video mail these days um, because what video mail does, and there's a, there, there are several companies out there, but I'm, I'm somehow we've become buddies with this company called Bonjoro based out of Australia. And what it allows you to do is basically line up all your outbound messages on a portal, and then you record your 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 voice to each of those. So you could have 30 messages for the day, you know, 30 people you want to reach out to. You sit there and you bang out 30 little videos. Hi, Stacy, thanks so much for having me. You know, you can even hold up a sign that says Stacy, so they know you actually recorded it. But what that does, the reason I'm so high on video mail is because it is the same perceived investment in time that handwritten notes are, are, are. And that's where the value lies. It's the perceived investment in time. The time I took to write you that handwritten note or the time I took to record this video with thanking you for my, you know, your purchase, whatever that is, that's what's valuable these days. Nobody has time. You know, before this call, you said, and I always say it, but you said on this one, um, I got to turn off all my ding dinging things like email and all that. And I, I do the same. Nobody has 30 minutes or what uh, five minutes of focused time to sit down and write a handwritten note. And if you don't have that focus and you're interrupted 10 times, you can't write a handwritten note. It's impossible. It'll look terrible. So by gifting somebody that perceived investment of time, it's it's very impactful these days. I love that. Well, we're coming to the end here. I have a few rapid questions. One is, what's the best leadership advice you've either received or given? That would be from Conan O'Brien. Um, I was I went to school, you know, a couple epochs ago, and uh, he we brought him to campus to speak. And because I was part of the group that brought him to campus, I was able to go out to dinner with him. And he said at dinner, if I had one word of it or one set of advice for you, it would be always get in over your head. And that was 20 some odd years ago. And that's still, that's impacted my life and in you know, more ways than ever. So always get in over your head. What does that mean to you? I think it means stretching and going beyond what you think is possible. Uh-huh. Um, getting out of your comfort zone. You know, if you're yes. always in your comfort zone, you're going to be always doing the same thing. You're going to get bored. You're going to go stale. You're never mm-hmm. going to find your true why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think getting in over your head is just the best. And it's funny, And uh, another buddy of mine, an entrepreneur who's 
vastly more successful than me. He was on, uh, we were both in uh, Inc. 500 one year and they interviewed us both. And his word of, words of advice were always getting over your head too because he stole it from me. So that, that year I had to choose different advice to give an Inc. magazine because he got <laughs> to it first. But, um, but yeah, yeah, always getting over your head is, is, yes. um, is really meaningful to me. What is one takeaway you want people to remember from your message here? I think just try it. You don't have to use handwritten.com, my service, to do it. You could pick up a pen and write five handwritten notes and see what happens and, you know, develop that tiny habit of, of gratitude. Um, I think that that's a great way to start. It's funny, um, a buddy of mine or an old friend of mine um, said, hey, I want to use your service to try to find a house for me and my family. We we live in the, the Midwest. It's impossible to find homes on the market. They pop off so so quickly. So, And you want to turn this into a business where you upload um, a list of um, houses and it'll send out handwritten notes to everybody saying, you know, I want to buy your house. He sent it to, to test the service. He sent it to one house and he got a response. So I told him to stop. I said, you know what? That's uh, no more data points needed. <laughs> he got the response. No, but um, it does prove that it, it can be very powerful and really, really stand out. Final question, personal or professionally, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger 20-year-old self, based on what you know now that you didn't know then, what would you say to younger David? Say, always getting over your head. And I would say, although you're going to get that advice in about, you know, 10 years or something, um, I would... I would also say be uh, be confident in yourself. Uh, that really more plays into my last business, the text messaging thing, um, because I hadn't gone through the ringer before. And uh, uh, I'm just kind of forced into that by getting fired from previous work and stuff like that. And I, I just was like, well, now what am I going to do? I'll start this business. But sticking with it and um, just knowing that if you if you believe in something and you stick with it, um, you know, give yourself credit and, and things should work out just fine. And I would even add to that is show gratitude to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I can meet younger David, that's what I would tell him. <laughs> Very good. Well, well, thank you so much for being on my show. And I will make sure that in the show notes, people will be able to find the research you mentioned, your website and and uh, your LinkedIn and social channels. Thanks so much, Stacey. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.